So here we go then, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the Car Army share their thoughts on all things town. And it's been exciting, hasn't it, our town? New signing, Jack Taylor. The kits are out home and away. Uh, the boys are back in town. Pre-season is underway. Their first game, of course, at Felixstowe, uh, which was a great afternoon uh, down the seaside. Um, I'm joined by good old Wazza and Bono to discuss all things town. Of course, podcast is proudly sponsored by Manscaped and Ginger Pickle. Shout out to Tony Southgate and the team there for your Google SEO needs. And of course, Manscaped, below the grooming needs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Wazza, my friend, always a pleasure. Uh, I've been able to bump into you pretty much every week because we play five side together. So um, it's always a pleasure to see you. But um, I see you anyway. But uh, how's things? Yeah, not bad, mate. Uh, sort of gone into a state of hibernation without football. Uh, sort of get wheeled out for my weekly KOA five-a-side meeting and then um, promptly disappear again for another week. But yeah, no, it's been been good. Um, obviously, it's I, I, I've I've been missing trekking halfway across the country, so Sunderland cannot come quickly enough. But um, yeah, no, been good. Thanks for having me on, and uh, yeah, thanks for being it. Tom, man, yeah, I think when the fixtures dropped the other week, everyone was like, well, "It's getting closer." And now, when the kits are out and both for Bono and Wazza are wearing them beautifully. Uh, of course, we'll get onto that in a bit. Of course, audio viewers, you can't see, but video people, you can see, can't you? And they look beautiful. Bono, you're wearing the away kit, looking very good, very fetching, my friend. How's things with you? You're, you got your football fix back now, definitely with the kits. I know you're a big kit man, so I'm sure you feel that's another little tick off the list before the big kickoff. Oh, Hi. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me on. Um, for those watching in black and white, I'm wearing the orange kit, um, which is just remarkable. I know we're gonna, I know we're gonna talk about that later. But yeah, I mean, it only seemed like yesterday when the fixture release day seems so so far away. Obviously, we've had that. Uh, the boys have been back in preseason friendly a week, and obviously, we have played our first pre-season against Felix Stowe and Walton United. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah. As Matt said, roll on Sunderland. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, well, let's not beat around a bush then, boys. Let's talk about the kits because um, they dropped Saturday morning just before the Felix Stowe game. People were lining the streets, near Planet Blue, to get their hands on them. And as you can see, Leia German, Waza and Bono have got their hands on them too. Uh, was I go over to you, my friend? Uh, your overall thoughts? Just what was your thoughts when you first saw the the screenshots or the the video? What, what did you think straight away about the home and the away kit? Uh, start with the home kit, just because got on. Um, I really like it. I have one very slight complaint with it, and it's very minor, which is on the sleeve. I wish this white section went all the way down. I don't like how it breaks off at the cuff. But apart from that, I think it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, and I think it looks even better in person. Um, obviously, I saw it on Saturday morning when it went on onto Twitter and, and Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Um, and then I happened to be in Ipswich. Um, and I went down to Planet Blue, saw the kit, and I was like, yeah, it's a real winner. My webcam won't do it justice, but there's some subtle sort of different blues on the body that I think sort of helps to break it up. And I think it's um, it's a really nice sort of throw, throwback, I guess, to that um, sort of turn of the century kit without looking out of place in the modern game. I think sometimes, you know, um, these retro look kits can look uh, a bit sort of, a bit too retro, whereas I think this is a nice sort of modern take on it. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying, um, you know, oh, there's only so much you can do with a blue and white kit. But ultimately, that means there's not a whole lot to go wrong. And I don't mind that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a real big fan of it. Um, I think it looked brilliant um, in person and definitely a darn sight better on the players than it does on, on me sat in my bed eating a crab. So. <laughs> no, no, mate, you look, you look good. And as as I, I've been saying, uh, it is definitely a grower. When I first saw it, I was like, hmm. Very 50-50. But since I've seen it in person, seen fans wear it, seen the players wear it, taking pictures of it, 
Um, it's grown on me. I'm still not completely gone. Yes, beautiful yet. Although normally I do fall in love with Mitchell Township. I just normally do because I love blue. Um, Bono, um, we'll get onto the away shirt in a bit because you're wearing it. But um, your thoughts on, on the home kit. Um, and yeah, I think the good thing about um, Umbro um, it is unique to us, isn't it? Like, you know, of course, Adidas, and of course, I'm an Adidas boy. They are templates, but at least with Umbro, they, it just feels unique, don't it? You know, your thoughts on the home kit? Well, yeah, as you alluded to, I'm, I'm a bit of a kit nerd. Um, I've always, just for some reason, I've just always obsessed with them. Um, probably due in no small part, just, just, I just like them, really. Um, I, I don't care what club they are if they've got a nice kit they've got a nice kit if the kit is a bit not very good then it's it's not very good but our one let's get back to the question in hand um our one is superb the home kit um like uh was i said it's it's a nice it's based to the way i see it right and and i'm no i'm no expert but i probably could do mastermind for like football kits or something maybe is um it's a nice it's a modern take it's a fresh feel on two of our retro kits um obviously the green king promotion kit when we went up via the playoffs that's the the, the white kind of yoke at the top on the sleeves uh, and also um matt touched upon the different types of blue well and and a geek like me would call that sublimination and um the sublimination is from the uh first kit of the premier league it's very 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 similar obviously we all saw um like rumors and we all, various people said, oh, I've seen it and it's this. Well, you know what? A lot of the stuff I heard, it was it's nothing like what I was kind of told, really. Um, I kind of, it's it's a grower on me, for sure. Um, I went with the away, which we'll obviously touch upon in a minute, purely because i got loads of blue shirts and I don't have many orange ones. But, yeah, the blue one, I just think, let's just hope that this forthcoming championship campaign is going to be one to remember and we can look fondly upon that kit because we've had some really nice kits in the past and and like the season's not really meant anything so i kind of think they kind of fall into kind of just like the dustbin of history really don't they um but yeah the home kit is really 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 nice i mean i went down planet blue yesterday about half three uh quarter four took the family with me um got a nice little free wristband thank you very much and um yeah it was it was great it was flying off the shelves and what have we sold did we sell eight thousand or four thousand kits yesterday yeah, something like that I, th I think the club have just come out and said something like that obviously two pounds from each kit sold goes to the uh derby rimmer foundation and motor neurone disease which obviously the club legend marcus stewart is uh, currently battling uh, with um, just want to touch upon quickly, actually, the, the kit launch. I thought it was really, really nice. Something a little bit different as well. Uh, we've seen some quite funny ones uh, over the years. Obviously, you had the you had the tractor one. I think it was Jay Emmanuel Thomas and someone else. I can't, I can't remember. Josh Carson. Um, the, Carlos Edwards was part. Carlos of it. Edwards was was it was it um, the Mitre kit? Yes, I think it was the Mitre kit, wasn't it? I think maybe that was mix. Well, no, it's Paul, I, under Paul Jewell, sorry, I think. Yeah, I don't think we'd... I mean, that, that was very much of its time, wasn't it? I don't think we'd ever... I think we've come on as a club and as a fan base since then, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the kit launch, obviously, you've got Martin Reuser as well, just, like, looking at, just looking beautiful in Amsterdam, sun shining. Shane, Shane stuff in his sexy accent. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, should we, should we talk... Let's talk about the away kit, shall we? Yeah. Um, I want to also mention, of course, last year, Kit is a big bar, weren't it? They raised the bar so high. So this year was always going to be a challenge. Um, and I think they took that challenge, the club, and they've done an okay job. As I said, I was very, very 50-50. And I've still, it's still got to grow on me. Um, so we'll wait and see. Uh, Waza has frozen. So we're going to have a pause here, ladies and gentlemen, um, so we can fix that that freeze. Um, so we're back in a bit to talk about the away kit, Bono, but uh, let's sort out Waza. And we're back. Waza is back. He's been unfrozen because he wants to talk about the orange kit. The orange away kit, Waza. Your thoughts on it, my friend. We've had orange kit for many years. Um, of course, we had Dutch players before as well. Um, but yeah, your thoughts on the orange kit, which looks 
looks very good. Yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I was saying before we were sort of uh, recording, but one of my favourite kits when I was um, growing up was, I think it was sort of like 04, 05, 06 sort of time, um, orange kit with the, the small Ipswich crests in the stitching. Um, and, you know, so I think with having such a good orange kit back then, um, it's always made me quite like them. There's, of course, I think an old Fison's one from the 90s with a sort of wave pattern in it, which is, again, an absolutely uh, sensational kit. Throws back, I think, Bono's trying to say to one he's wearing there. Um, even in recent sort of times, granted, that was a rubbish season and the spots have ruined it, but we did have that orange kit in the relegation season, which, as a kit, if you take the ridiculous logo off the front, was really nice. Um, yeah, I think it's a real winner. It's got that sort of, again, that subtle pattern then throughout the body on it. Uh, I'm not going to use the big word that Bono used because I've already forgotten it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a real winner. The black, I think, detailing on it, um, yeah, it just makes it really sort of pop, looks really crisp. So yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute winner. And you guarantee there will be some random fans will turn up somewhere this season. They'll be absolutely rattled for very little reason about the fact we've turned up in a day glow orange kit. So, um, yeah, any little victories, I suppose, but no, it's absolutely brilliant. I'll be getting the hands on that hopefully soon enough. Um, yeah, two absolutely solid eight out of ten for me. Don't think you can go wrong. And hopefully, as Bono said, it's going to be a season where we look back and these kits will be immortalised in Ipswich Town folklore as I get to last season. So, yeah, winners for me. Yeah, hopefully that will be the the case. And uh, yeah, I think that's the I think that's the good word. They're solid, solid efforts. Uh, Bono, your your thoughts then on on these away kit? One thing that was um, drew of course when I was at Felixstowe um, on Saturday, I was trying to look out for fans who were wearing the new kits. And the away kit, I kept like look seeing orange, but then there were stewards. So <laughs> I was like, oh, that's oh no, that's a steward. Um, so that's maybe the only little funny thing about it. But um. Mate, you're wearing it right now. Thoughts on it? Sort of model it for us, please. Okay. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, sublimination. It's the same kind of like a pattern within a pattern that was on the promotion kit 90, 90, 91 when we won the old um, first division. No, Sorry. Yeah, so it's second division going up to the Premier League. And um, yeah, we secured promotion in that kit, didn't we? At Southend, I think. Is it Steve Witten or somebody? I don't know. I was I was I was nine. Phil, Phil Whelan scored and Neil Thompson scored. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's when I just started getting into Ipswich. Actually, that kind of era. So show my age a little bit. Yeah, this 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 away kit man is just absolutely beautiful. The the the, the detailing is very very dark navy blue. It's 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 um. Yeah, it's sumptuous. And I can see us having like a second away pair of shorts that are this like really, really inky blue. Um, because obviously the kit is all orange. This the, the the home and the away socks are exactly the same design, but obviously just different colours. Um, but yeah, no, I just I, I picked this up yesterday. I've not got it printed, I'm still in two minds. You know, do I get Tariko three, Holland eight, or Ulan Big Seven or, or, or one of the new players, but I'm always a bit. There's always a bit of trepidation about getting a current player, um, before the season starts. They might leave. You know, what yeah. if we all get? What if we get Morsey five and Sunderland come in with a ten mil bid next week? And yeah, my, my my a lot of my friends are Arsenal fans, and some of them got stung when Vieira left, and they'd all bought the new Arsenal shirt with Vieira four on the back. But um, yeah. I don't think Sam Morsey's going to go. In fact, little little peek behind the curtain, the club are not printing current players' names and numbers until the squad number list is um, is released, which is obviously something that we all fondly remember Andy Warren for talking about in pre-season, the big squad number release. If you're a nerd like me, that's, that's just as important as Christmas and Easter. Um, but, yeah, or the orange kit. And I think we're going to be wearing this a lot. And there's going to be no, there's going to be no kit crimes. There's going to be no unnecessary usage. 
because a lot of teams play in blue in this championship, don't they? So, um, yeah. Well, we shall see. Um, I've actually got a picture of me in an orange shirt. I just thought I'd share. I think I shared it on my socials before the the big game against Exeter. But um, yeah, little little Roscoe in the orange kit, green king. Oh, uh, my big head of mine. If you're, of course on audio, you can't see, but I did put it on the socials. But um, when Nay's kit came out, I did think of that kit. But I also thought um, of the kit that was I mentioned about the power gen. Um, orange kit because I, I used to live in that I've got it still at home but it doesn't fit because it was you know when I was six so I'm sorry to bring my age up there but um but yeah it's been a, another successful sort of launch for the club as um you both mentioned definitely the the video as you said that is great that they got Marcus Stewart involved um Martin Royster involved Matty Holland of course he, he also modeled the shirt as well he looked very good indeed um so yeah Props to the club, as always. Uh, well, let's mention also the uh, we also saw the new um, goalkeeping kit as well. Um, Christian Walton, Vlaklakalanki, sorry, and Nick Hayes wore it on Saturday. Um, also, we've seen the new training kit as well, which looks good. Um, but yeah, any any thoughts on that? Either of you, you that fussed about goalkeeping kits? Are you that fussed about training kits? Bono, go, all right, mate, let's go over to you. Yeah, cool, sir. I don't know whether you're fussed about it. Of course I am. I love kits because I'm sad. Um, but yeah, goalkeeper kit. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's nice. I, you know, like you've said, Ross, in the green room, I think it is a little bit of an upgrade from last year. However, seeing teams like AFC Wimbledon get bespoke goalkeeper kits, I don't know whether this one is a template one. I've, I'm sad I have looked at the Umbro teamwear collection for this coming season and it's not in it. And, and I noticed that the kind of coral slash burnt salmon color on the trim is the same as the lovely O'Donnell slash mint kind of Listerine training kit that we have. Um, they're probably just going to call it aqua, aren't they? But um, yeah, incidentally at planet blue, you can get, there is a little bit of the new benchware range in and they have benchware in the away colors. So this orange and Navy, they've got some Umbro stuff, um, with like a little subtle Ipswich badge kind of on the on the on a hem, I believe they call it. So yeah, it's all looking good. You know what? If if you're if you're sad like me and you take an active interest in kits, you know, some people play chess, other people collect stamps. If you're like me, you just obsess over kits, buy loads, end up selling them on Depop and Vinted for a fraction of what you spent. So yeah. Like it, like it, yeah. And um, I think, yeah, with Umbro, it's a massive upgrade. Like, even though I'm, I'm, I'm an Adidas boy, um, and I wear it by Adidas for football kits, Umbro, even just the other clubs like you know Brentford and, and Co. Like some of the stuff they brought out, some of the kits this year have been unbelievable. Some not so great. Um, one of these days, I'm sure we'll do a, a kit ranking of like you know the championship clubs. We'll probably get that. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure. Although Andy's now moved on, someone has to take over that crown of you know ranking kits so watch your space ladies and gentlemen yeah bono you never know my friend uh well any other business what's our any other business on the kits or shall we move on to um felix Stowe signings and all that jazz yeah like I say goalkeeper kits what it is for me and so yeah i think i've said said my part i'm happy with the ones that i'm going to see my team playing and that's you know that's the main thing for me Definitely, my friend. Well, sounds good. Well, let's talk then um, quickly because it's uh, pre-season. Can't really read much into these games, but uh, the boys were back on the grass um, throughout the week, of course, but also made their return to 60 minutes of football, 30 minutes for two different 11s. Down at Felixstowe at the AGR Arena, 6-0 win. Um, Fred Adapo scoring two goals. Completely forgot about the other goal scorers, so that's all I'm going to say about that. But all of you know, you can find it out on the website and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, a good little run out. Uh, was a, another great day in terms of the community going to a non league club, Felix Dale, of course, the host of the Itchy Town women's team. So that's another good little uh connection there. Um, but just like last year against Needham, this year, once again, a great day for the community. Fans packing it out. The new kit was there. So, you, I so many times I just walked through that turnstile and went. New kit, new kit, new kit, new kit. And it's just great to see. But yeah, your thoughts on the day as a whole, because it's just a, a great day for the community, for fans to see the players really up close and personal. Yeah, I think that's the main sort of takeaway. I mean, let's not take too much away from uh, beating 
a Felix Doe side where several of their players, I think by their manager's own admission, weren't there. Some of which because they were on stag do's or holidays and, and all sorts. Proper non-league was how I think he described it. So, uh, but, you know, yeah, like you say, goals from Ladapo, um, minutes for Edmondson and Kamara. Kamara, who scored, of course. Um, I think Jackson grabbed a goal as well, Kyle Edwards. So um, it's just it's just a really, like you said, it's a really nice thing for the community. I mean, ultimately, um, it is a bit of a reward, I would say, and a bit of a thank you to Felix, though, for the host and the women's team all season, um, which, you know, they've done, um, you know, I assume sort of voluntarily almost. Um, you know, they'll get some money through the bar. Um, and it's just really nice, isn't it, to see everyone coming together and, and just having a day with, where you're watching football and there's no real pressure on it, which often isn't the case for Ipswich. So, yeah, really, really lovely day in the sunshine. And I hope that's something we're going to keep doing going forward, be it at Felixstowe, Needham, Berry Town, wherever that may be. Um, because, you know, we, as much as we're looking forward to the new season and championship. We've always been a club that does want to look after the sort of local scene, the, foot, the Suffolk football scene, you know. Um, so, you know, yeah, really pleased with that. Hope we keep doing it going forward. Um, and minutes in the legs, that's the main thing. Fitness exercise, isn't it? 60 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes each. Job done. Pretty much, but yeah, I just love the because it's so Felix though it's so it's tight down there, but it was great to see McKenna and the players really mixing with the fans, you know, having autographs, taking pictures, you know, before and after the game, just after the game, all the players went round, most of the players anyway, um, because it was a bit chaotic because it was such a small dress dressing room, such a small little space, you know, it was and of course you got two different 11s for town, um, but yeah, it was just a great day, great afternoon. Um, Bono, you know, there's some good returning players as well. Players returning from injury. George Edmondson, we haven't seen him for a while. Panucci Kamara, uh, Lee Evans. Uh, who else have I forgot? Um, Harness. Uh, yeah, Harness as well. Um, I just said everyone was there pretty much. Um, Wes Burns, Broadhead, they were there, but they didn't play. Uh, Cameron Burgess was there as well, but didn't play. Jack Taylor, of course, we'll get onto him shortly. He wasn't there. Um, because he's still got that. He's just basically like the Wes Burns Broadhead sort of situation where he's been on international duty, but he's not back properly until next week. Um, but yeah, just good to see Elkin Baggett back from his loan as well. He played. Uh, Don Ball played. Um, I'm just name checking all the players now. But um, yeah, it was just good to see um, players getting some, you know, legs. Don Ball played actually centre half, which was, you know, interesting. Um, and yeah, Ladapo scoring two goals, which is always good for a striker to get off the mark straight off the bat. Uh, Shawnee Aluko, that's the other player. That's the other player I was thinking about. He made um, his return to action because he, once again, he played against Burnley, didn't he, in the FA Cup? And then we didn't see him again for ages. Um, but yeah, he was he was his normal self. He was he was looking good, Shawnee Aluko, because he's a great player. Um, off, of course, signing a new contract. But uh, yeah, Bono, your, your thoughts on that and just seeing the returning players? Yeah, I mean. I- I didn't go. I couldn't go. I had had a life commitments yesterday, sadly, um, which were in the diary well before that fixture was announced. Um, I do. I, I like that little ground. I've been there to see uh, the women's team a few times. Um, the pitch looked absolutely uh, phenomenal. Uh, hopefully the sweet shop and the bar did a roaring trade yesterday as well. Um, it is good to see those returning players. I mean, I won't name check them again, but like you and uh, Waza said, it's it's all about minutes in the legs, and pretty much that's all. That's that's all what preseason is important. Um, you can't pay too much attention to um to results really at this stage. Um, we just want the players to get up to speed, ready for ready for August when we make that journey up to the Sunderland. On, a, on that Sunday for that five o'clock kickoff. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just, it's just, it just felt and looked like a really, really n- nice day. Um, gives people a chance to get up close and personal, meet their heroes. I mean, it looked like there was a lot of young families and stuff there. And I guess if you go to Portman Road every other week and you're set up in the upper tiers, you know, the closest you get is, is like, 
feels like half a mile away sometimes, doesn't it? Um, but the fact that you can kind of almost get within touching distance uh, of the first team and just seeing them be put through their paces and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said previously, this this preseason's come around really, really quickly. Obviously, we've got another we've got another preseason friendly this Friday. So, you know, technically a home game at Bloomfields against Maidenhead United. It's very, it's, I think it's very strange playing a, a home friendly against a, what are they, National League uh, Maidenhead. We might even see, you know what, we might see the orange kit. And I really, really hope we do. Because I've seen Maidenhead playing black and white stripes, black shorts and red socks. Oh, now I'm going off at a tangent again about kits aren't i um just want to touch upon something actually ross you mentioned the players that have been on international duty that that didn't play these international breaks in the in the close season absolutely grip my stuff um it's just let the players rest you know we even though yes they're professional athletes and they're at the pinnacle of their game and they're very very fit they still need a bit of off time and the fact that a lot of these guys had like a week and a half, 10 days, two weeks off, then they're away and then they come back for a little bit and then they start again. It's just, it's just pointless. Give, let's just give, let's just give football a rest. Let's just, you know, let, let cricket shine, let cricket shine for a little bit. Um, that's yeah. Sorry. It's going off at a tangent there. No, I, I, I completely agree with you, mate. Cause it is, it is crazy. Definitely. When I think, um, who was it? Some of the players who played in the Champions League final then were playing, I think, four days later in, you know, their, a friendly or whatever for, for their for their country. And you think how exhausted they are. Because I think there are some players who won the Champions League and there's some players who lost the Champions League. So that just that, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, but I don't think it's ever going to change, is it? Because football, 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 games, 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 games. It's just, yeah, mad. What's up? Do we, do we really care? for the third and fourth place playoff in the Nations League. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But, you know, it's just game for, for you know, TV channels and stuff to make money. But uh, we, we can go into that more in depth. But we won't, ladies and gentlemen, we won't do that because we want to talk about Jack Taylor, the first signing of the summer. And I'm also going to ask Wazza and Bono, their thoughts on what's next um, on the agenda in terms of signings. Of course, we we sort of know positions we want to strengthen in, but I'm going to get you guys to guess who you reckon will be next for the door. I don't have to tell you the name, but just the position you think. Uh, but quick thoughts, was uh, Jack Taylor signing midfielder from Posh. It's uh, now been a good week now since he's signed, but uh, yeah, thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, initially, uh, my first thoughts were how much traffic there is Jack in that sort of midfield role, I think, before, of course, Harper departed. Um, was it nine senior midfielders on the book? That's um, certainly a lot of competition in that role. But I think when you sort of start to rationalise it, you think El Mizuni might go out on loan. Humphreys probably go out on loan. Harper, like you say, has now departed. Um, it does sort of start to whittle down, doesn't it? And it's a, a player that McKenna has wanted, obviously, at least since January, if not uh, we heard uh, from the posh camp about the the moves that Ipswich had uh, made. Yeah, the three bids uh, that the Ipswich had made, but obviously they were somewhere part in the valuation. Um, and you know, we saw it with George Hurst, didn't we? Where McKenna wanted him all through last summer and tried to chase him, didn't get him. Made the move through in January. Kind of seen the reverse that Hurst wanted uh, in um, Taylor. Sorry where wanted him in January, made the approach, Bosch dug in, we've now got him. Um, Stu ran a piece, didn't he, saying that we're going to play him in a bit more of an advanced position, and I think that's fair enough. I think um, for all of Jack's qualities as a box-to-box midfielder, and I'm not going to say I'm the world's greatest expert on Jack Taylor, but from what I've seen of him, he does have that box-to-box quality. We do need more goals from midfield. Um it is an area where we sometimes lacked. I know Morsey chips in with a couple and Luongo did in the second half of the season. But, you know, if you can get Taylor regularly scoring um, from the centre of the park, then that's certainly no bad thing. Um, I find it quite interesting. One of my first thoughts when we signed him was thinking back on the playoffs uh, that they 
course, ultimately lost against Sheffield uh, Wednesday, where it felt like pretty much everything Posh did went through Taylor. Um, it seemed that they were using him both as a pivot, sort of sitting in front of the defence, but also using him to carry the ball. Um, they were popping the ball into him. He was just immediately popping it off, getting it back and then flicking it out wide, trying to find them space. So I think when you've got um, a player that is playing such an integral role, it can only be a good thing to have a player with that kind of quality, can't it? So, yeah, I think it's a positive one. And, you know, who am I to argue with Kieran McKenna about who we should be recruiting? So, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with that. And I think Jack uh, should be a very good addition. Yeah, and of course, another big, I want to say massive fee, but it is still a good good fee. I think 1.5 million, I think, is a reported thing. Um, so spent a bit of money on him, but uh, he's a definite player that was always destined to play championship football this season because he's been one of the best League One footballers for the last few seasons. Uh, Bono, I'm going to ask you two questions here because it sort of links up about midfielders because, um, yeah, Rakeem Harper, of course, left the club, part of the Mutual Consent FC. Um, he's now joined Burton in League One, which I think is a good move for him. Of course, he's sort of back near he's where he's from as well, um, so probably ideal for him. But, um, yeah, your thoughts on Jack Taylor, but also Rakeem Harper leaving, so that sort of, sort of I wouldn't say feels devoid because there's still loads of midfielders there, but it's sort of one midfielder gone and another midfielder coming in. So, Rakeem, the dream Harper, didn't really work out. Big gutted for him because he he looked like he had everything. Um, I remember seeing him at Dartford uh, when he, I think, about a week or so after he signed the beginning, the real kind of start of the, of the um, kind of Paul Cook game changer era, wasn't it? Back then in Kent. Um, he just never really got going, um, did he? Um, it's going to be quite costly to us, but... You know, you need to speculate to accumulate. Not all transfers work out, do they? Especially when you sign, what, 18, 19 players like we did in that window. Um, it's a real shame. Obviously, there's the human element as well. Um, it's it's very, very easy to, to just dismiss these professionals and just say, oh, he was crap. But at the end of the day, you know, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. This guy, five, six years ago, was being linked with teams like Juventus, Celtic, Man U and Liverpool. Uh, the articles are out there. You know, that speculation was real. He was being hyped up. Um, I think he's one of the youngest ever Premier League players as well, I think. Um, didn't work out with us, um, which is a shame, as I've said. And, yeah, gets released. Nice little payoff in his back pocket. And he's gone to Burton Albion at the Pirelli Stadium. Yeah, let's let's hope it works out. He, he might set the world on fire and get a million pound transfer in the January window. You never know. Um, stranger things have and will happen. Um, but yeah, um, Jack Taylor. Uh, obviously, he didn't set the world alight, did he? Again, in the two games against us last year, I think that was more down to us than it was to him. Possibly, you know, him being cancelled out by a very very solid midfield. Um, he looks an absolutely cracking player, though, doesn't he? And I think we've been missing that kind of Matt Holland, Tommy Miller-esque type marauder. Obviously, we've seen it in 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 kind of waves, haven't we? With with Morsey and and Luongo and um, and Evans to a very very small extent. Be very interested to see where he's going to fit. Obviously, there's been a little bit of chat already to say that he's going to be more advanced, uh, which was which is fantastic. Um, I was looking at the club website earlier. I've got it up now. We've actually got nine midfielders in the first team kind of profiles. So you've got Sam Morsey, Wes Burns, Lee Evans, Dominic Ball, Idris Elmazzini, Massimo Luongo, Panuche, Amadou Pereira, Kamara, Cam Humphreys and Jack Taylor. So, yeah, that's that, that's that's nine. Um, I'm quite interested. Wes, that, Bur that... Wes Burns, though, is more of a winger, isn't he, really? So I, I, well... I think maybe they're putting there because, I don't know. I thought yeah. he was a forward, maybe. But well, really shall I read? Shall I read out the forwards? Because there's there's been a few people saying that. Oh my God, Freddie Ladapo is the only forward we've got. Well, the club, the club have named seven on the website. Big Fred, my boy, Fred again, Freddie Ladapo, Connor Chaplin, Marcus Harness, Caden Jackson, Shawnee Aluko, Carl Edwards, and Nathan Broadbean. Uh, Broadband, sorry. So yeah, it's just. We, we have got strength and depth in the uh, offensive line, haven't we, as, uh, as they say over the ponds. Um, but, yeah, no, Jack Taylor, he, he looks like a player. 
I, I liked what you said on the uh, main pod last week, Ross. You're like, he looks like a footballer. He's got, <laughs> he's got, he's got tattoos and a haircut, and I'm like, he has. Um, so, yeah, be be interesting to see what squad number he gets if you're that way inclined. Um, yeah, just be really interested to see where he fits. Does he? Does he slot in as part of that kind of front three, or does he partner Sam Morsey or or Massimo Luongo um, in the centre? But this this is the exciting thing about preseason: lots of speculation. You know, will we even have the same shape? You know, that four two three one five two three type dynamic movable smorgasbord that we had last year that was just so. Um, encapsulating in League One last year. Yeah, it was going to be interesting. Yeah, and I think w- when you look at the profiles on our website, you just never know because, yeah, technically they are most of them are forwards, but they're not like number nine, are they? Technically, we've only really got Freddie Ladapo and, of course, Joe Piggott as the number nine because um, the rest are they're forward players, but they're more on the wing and all that. But let's not get into that because that's just another conversation for another day. Um, but the next question, really, and it sort of segues actually nicely on over that to that Bono. What, what's next, do you reckon? You know, the next position was our, you know, we've been linked um, with different players. Of course, McKenna's come out and said sometimes this speculation, some of it's wrong. But um, as fans, as podcasts, you love these sort of things, don't you? You love rumours, you love the speculation. Um, Ellis Sims has been linked. Sam Sturridge has been linked recently. Um, Craig Cuffcott has been linked. He's been a defender. Uh, Watford defender, um, a former Watford defender, has been linked as well. But um, what do you reckon was a put putting your on the line the next signing? Who's going to be the second summer signing in terms of position? You don't have to tell me the player because that's going to be hard to guess. But position wise, what do you reckon? Uh, I mean, it just makes sense for it to be a striker. I think, doesn't it? Um, I think uh, there was there was an interesting development today um, where it looks as though. Uh, Kalechi Iannaccio is going to move over to Nottingham Forest uh, on a reported deal, which I suppose would free up Sam Surridge to then um, move out. And he's always been, you know, a player that I've always heard good things about, although I haven't seen much of him, I will admit. Um, But I I think, you know, if you look through the team, every position apart from striker, you can name a handful of players that can play there. Um, So I think... You know, it just makes sense to bring in a, a sort of typical number nine. Um, I think the Ellis Sims transfer saga will rumble on. Um, he's a player I'm quite keen on. Um, having spoke to one of my friends who supports Sunderland, he said um, he'd be a real good addition at this level for whoever gets him. So, you know, I've got an endorsement there. But, um, yeah, it's I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if within the next couple of days we don't see or maybe, you know, this week anyway, uh, if we don't see uh, a forward come in. Um, of course, there is that sort of ongoing link with um, Raksaki as well. Um, but for me, with the players we've got, that addition of a, another wide man isn't quite as pressing as someone putting the line through the middle. So hopefully we'll see someone come in. Um, but then again, uh, as we, and we will need one, but then again, Big Fred, he is... Uh, you know, he did the business for us last season. He did fairly well, I'm I'm led to believe, in a, a Rotherham side that got relegated from the championship. So, you know, I, as much as uh, we're going to need cover, could Big Fred be the main man? Mark Beck will certainly hope so. <laughs> Indeed, my friend. And one thing you mentioned about if there is a signing this week, I hope it happens a few days after this podcast drops. That's the worst thing. We, we finished the pod, five minutes later, They've signed. So if you are listening, we have signed a striker. Uh, great. Before, but before we came on, I did put notifications for Ipswich tweets on my phone just in case the klaxon went off. But yes. so far, no movement as of yet. Because <laughs> um, I think the last time we actually did a fan social, I think that's when Chaplin signed. I think that's the last time we did a fan social. Chaplin signed his new deal. But um, so, yeah, hopefully that we don't get that annoyingness where we're like yeah we just finished and then boom of course we do videos and other podcasts anyway but you, you want it to happen maybe a day later so it's not too you know thing me uh but anyway enough of that bono your thoughts what do you reckon what's next on your agenda in terms of the next player you like us to sign um 
Well, there's nobody specific by name. Obviously, yeah, it's, you know, the people that have been linked to us, they're all decent players. And I think our squad is, is now at the stage where we only really want to be signing people to make the team better rather than the squad better. However, since we started this recording, as you touched upon earlier, Ross, um, the usual trusted outlets, including the East Anglia Daily Times head football writer Stuart Watson, have said that uh, we are showing interest in Craig Cathcart, the 34-year-old Northern Irish international. Um, obviously, at that age and that experience, I think he came through. Did he come through the Man U Academy? Possibly. I can't remember. You got you, yeah. Um, I think he looks set to kind of step into the Richard Keogh role of experienced, hairy-assed warhorse that that Keogh was. I'm 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 a bit gutted that Richard Keogh left. Actually, I I, I think I think he could have um yeah I think he could have stuck around uh, potentially, but we don't I, know I, what he's. I was fing- I was thumbsing out about my United Academy. I thought you. Were yeah, talking. yeah, I thought he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 good. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't going mad, but yeah, big. It, it it's it's frustrating, isn't it? Because this time of year, there are so many links. There's so much speculation. It's very, very hard to see the wood. Is the is the phrase the wood through the trees or the wood from the trees? Because I'm I'm the, I'm a right malaprop when it comes to things like that. I thought it was the wood for the trees. Ooh. <laughs> Let us know in the comments down below. Listeners. Google will help. Yeah. Yeah. Blimey. But yeah, it's um it's very, very frustrating. But obviously there's 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 sources that you trust. And then obviously for. there's the there's what? It's for. Wood for the trees. No. Shut the front door. <laughs> okay. Well no, every day, even in your forties, every day is a school day. And Matthew, I thank you. Don't thank me. Thank the Collins Dictionary. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, I'm still going to say wood from the trees, though, aren't I? Because, buddy, I've been saying it for flipping four decades. But, um, yeah, I, I, anyway, Ross, let's get back to the point. Yes. We're going to leave you with a lot of editing, aren't we? Um, um all, all filler, no killer. Um, I think we will go experienced defender. Obviously, we've 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 loaned out Corey and Darba for his fifty eighth loan spell. I think, the, like you've alluded to Ross previously, the writing's on the wall for him, which is a shame because he has showed promise. I think we're going to keep Elkin, as he's called in Indonesia. I think we're going to keep him, maybe to have the Cam Humphreys kind of almost like a trainee work experience have him around the first team squad traveling to to games type scenario i think we're going to have him around um I, I i really don't see obviously we've just got promoted from league one and we it's quite hard to gauge where we stand isn't it in terms of how good this team is in the field that we're now in i think there's a lot of people thinking and hoping like we all do we're gonna have another absolutely fantastic barnstorming season and we get double promotion i don't know what the odds are i I obviously think that's very unlikely and i hope this doesn't age well me saying this um but it's very very hard to gauge how good we are isn't it um look at you know when those fixtures came out you know, in previous years in League One, it was, oh, yeah, we'll beat them, we'll beat them, we'll beat them, we'll score 10 against them, blah, blah, blah. This season is so hard to call, isn't it? You're kind of, you're not struggling to see where we would win, but there's so many teams that are in, I was going to say in transmission, that's not the, that's not the right word. Um, help me out, Waza. There's so many teams in transition. There you go. Transition. Not transmission. I love how you went to was and not me, but I think that's the, that was a correct decision. I thought you, I thought you were researching something. I thought you were about to sound that the klaxon. Because no. breaking news: Ipswich Town have signed twenty-four-year-old Icelandic international. In fact, no, we haven't. I'd love you to say an Icelandic international's name. No, we, we leaked. We were leaked with a, a Bulgarian player, weren't we? Is it Georgi Rusev or something like yeah, that? Something like that. But yeah, I, I but think yeah. that's another. I think that's another rumor that's come from. Some 
Twitter troll account with 12 followers that everybody's... They just put a random generator of players, some people. I think that's what they do sometimes, is a random generator. Like, here's some random players, and let's just see and go, let's link this player to that club, and I think that's probably... But you never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing to remember, boys and girls, is that when people like Stuart Watson and all the other decent Ipswich Town outlets start talking about, you know, we've been linked, you know it's serious because you know that those people are getting their... Uh, links from genuine sources and not matey boy that works down the pub whose mate works next door and has seen something through a window um <laughs> from the from the axa from the axa building or something like it's, that but it's yeah. always cop doc tesco you've always seen whoever it is in cop doc tesco buying a meal deal yeah that's that's the go-to isn't it pretty well Walter, if you were in um cop doc tesco's what would your meal deal choice be Ooh, put on spot there if you need some time to think about it, then Ross can answer. No, no, no. I think I, I think I can't answer. I'm pretty sure Tesco used to do. I haven't been to Tesco for a while, but some fried chicken wrap. Mm. That was always a winner. Uh, Pepsi Max Cherry for the drink, and I'd go with a bag of ready salted hula hoops. Me? Question about the hula hoops: Do you put them on your fingers and eat them? I mean. Not for a while, but it would add some more fun to my day. So I might start doing it again. I'm going to buy you some. Ross, what's your meal, meal deal of choice, my friend? Sometimes I do go for um, a pasta, you know, a pasta box thing. But sometimes I don't know. But sometimes you um, are uh, you you are of that extraction. Yeah, but I feel you, I don't know. You get more out of that, maybe. I'd be like a for money, pasta is the way. Yeah, I do like a wrap though. So yeah, and I'll, sometimes I go healthy though. Sometimes this is crazy because you can do any other like snack, but sometimes I do pick some of the fruit sometimes, or one of those smoothie drinks because those smoothie drinks by themselves are like three quid. So I thought I might as well get it, and then yeah, crisp of any kind. I don't mind, but uh, it varies. I don't have a, a set one. I just change it up every time. Um, but solid choice. But they're getting they're getting more expensive now. These meal deals aren't they? The price has gone up. Um, but that's another story for another day. Um, well, boys, we're nearly at the end of the podcast here. Um, we are getting nearly to an hour, but it's been a good pod. Uh, sorry, were you wanting to chat more? He, didn't ask he wanted you he to ask him about his meal deal, Ross. Oh, <laughs> call yourself a host. Come on, man. <laughs> sorry, the host with the most. Um, maybe I just didn't care. Maybe I don't even care. Uh, but as you asked the question, and I feel very rude, Bono. Your meal deal. <laughs> I I haven't got a Tesco meal deal for years. The choice for um, ethical plant-based merchants like me in the Tesco's, particularly in Suffolk, is not great. However, obviously, I work in London and there are Morrisons. They do falafel salad, which is good. Uh, the drink would be a nice kombucha, which is fermented tea um and then you can get like a samosa or like a side of more falafel um and yeah the morrison's meal deals there's a very nice morrison's in canning town which is fantastic um yeah yeah thanks for asking glad you're interested it's fine it's fine i'm sorry i, I feel really bad oh, that's okay that's, it's not for everyone ross is it this hosting thing no it isn't no <laughs> I try my best, but uh, there we go. But the best, my best presenting is the strike, isn't it? So let's move on to that. Uh, we are back with a strike to end the podcast. Um, Waza and Bono go head-to-head to be crowned king of the strike this week. As always, ladies and gentlemen, at home, play, uh, get involved, get your pens and paper at the ready. Um, four questions, bus tiebreaker as standard. Let's get started. Question one is on Rakeem Harper. Um, as we spoke about him earlier, of course, the part of town joined Burton. Now, can you, and Bono may have the advantage here, was it, but you may like squad numbers as well, but what was Rakeem Harper's final squad number at town? Was it 12, 16, or 22? So his first squad number, of course, was four, I think. You're right, Ross, I don't care about squad numbers. It's just the number on the back of somebody's shirt. Ooh, Bono, don't, don't no, you're gonna start Bono now. So <laughs> many other people <laughs> don't react. You're right, Bono. I don't felt react. 
I felt bad because I took the rise out of Speedway and I've regretted it and I've even I've even been looking at when I can go to see Ipswich Widges. That's good love. With, with, with Rosa. I'm now reconsidering that that stance. In in that sport, the number on the back of your jersey actually matters. Mm. It depends where you ride in the thing. You've changed. Anywho. Let's um let's find out Rakeem Harper's last squad number. What do you reckon, boys? I've got 2022. 20, I don't know if you can see that there, Rossi. Yes. Bono's gone 16 for the audio listeners. He'll the correct right. answer is 16. So Bono does get the point. Question two is on the boy, the new signing Jack Taylor. Man, that looks like a footballer with the tattoos and the air cut. Um, how many goals did Jack Taylor score for Posh in 138 games? Of course. Um, so if you get a bang on, you get double the points. If you get closest, you get a point. So Not that it everyone. really helps, Ross. Is this all comps? Yes. yes. Don't know why I asked. It doesn't help me at all. No, it doesn't actually. Um, it may help in terms of like, yeah, but no, it doesn't help. Um, depends how closely you looked at stories when we signed, like, because I'm sure that would have been. I had his stats for last season in my head. Okay, you can work with that. I think mean, that was a good season for him scoring goals. So, mm. depends if you think he scored more goals throughout his other seasons because he was at Posh for five seasons, wasn't he? Mm. I think so, five seasons. Um, I am a couple more seconds. Right. I'll change my number three times. Oh, oh, never do that sometimes. But we'll see. We'll see if he'll regret it. Uh, what do you reckon uh-huh. then? Let us know. I've gone with 31 on the corner of the page for that. Okay. 39 Bono's gone for. Well, I want to know then, was I, what are your two other options? Uh, 21 and 24. Well, you are closest and you won't regret changing number because you, well, you could have got it bang on because it's 22. So I thought five seasons, I thought average six goals a season and then add one. Yeah. But, uh, you are the closest, but yeah, you, you could have got it bang on nearish. But so it's 1 1. Going into question three, and question three is on Paul Anderson. I did an interview with him, of course, recently, but also is his birthday this week. Um, and this month, so happy birthday! Happy Paul. birthday to good old Paul! Um, and check out my my chat with him. Uh, really good fella. He's got a better beard than me. Um, very good beard indeed. Um, but yeah, he scored on his Portman Road debut, boys. But against which team was it? Birmingham, Leicester, or Millwall? And you'll know this question and the answer to this question if you did listen to my interview with him or read the story with him. That was a week ago. And you, I'm sure a lot of other things have happened in your life. So this probably stat is probably out of your mind now. But you never know. You never know. What do you reckon then? It was a, it was a win. He, he was saying on the chat, little spoiler for the chat, he said he didn't really celebrate the goal because he thought it was an own goal, like a blatant own goal. But uh, he got, it got chalked down as his goal. So, yeah. What do you reckon I'm then? with Brum. Birmingham City. Birmingham, okay. I've got Millwall. Of course, we'll be going to Birmingham and Millwall and Leicester, actually, this season in the Championship. The correct answer is Millwall. Makes it 2-1. Going into the final question. And it's on good old Frank, Newball, Nublay, Clack. Uh, Of course, been back training with the Blues. Uh, Of course, Town Under-21s, because he lives basically just around the corner. Um, So I think he just went, John McGrill, you're my old gaffer. I fancy it. You fancy it. Happy days. Um, I thought, perfect question for the strike. Uh, Now, his middle name is the same as which former town player? So his middle name is basically the same as one of these three former town players, if that makes sense. Uh, I'll give you the three options anyway, and you'll you'll get what I'm thinking about here. So Frank Newell's middle name, is it Herman, Marcus, or Tony? So... As you can see there, Herman Aridison, Marcus Stewart, Tony Mowbray. Okay. Um, that's that's how I was trying to word it. Hopefully that makes sense now. Hopefully it, hopefully it does. So is it I Frank, have... 
Herman uh, Newball, Frank Marcus Newball, or Frank Tony Newball. When you speak to him, are you going to ask him, A, how how to pronounce his name properly, yes. and B, what's clack about with the four in the middle? Yes. I like that. I think there's something about his uncle or something. I remember reading an article, I think um, one of the uh, one of the Chris Brammer, former town reporter before, I think he, Andy replaced him. Um, and I think there was a question that got asked, and I did read the article about uncle, but I'll find out more. Hopefully I'll be chatting with Frank at some stage. Um, to talk about him training with the Town 921s, but also his town career as a whole. But I thought it's a perfect question, and I want to know if Waza or Bono are gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, well, Waza needs to get this point to go to his high rank. Obviously, let's see. What do you reckon, then, boys? Marcus, come down the middle. I've, I've, I've chosen Marcus as well. Ooh. And you're both wrong. He's actually, yeah. he's actually Herman. So I thought about going Herman. That was quite rogue, but yeah, yeah. Of course, Herman spells it with the two ends, but as you can see there, yeah. Frank is only with one end. End, sorry. Um, so yeah, Bono, you have one, my friend. But as always, tiebreaker gamble. Yeah, do yeah. Let's do it. You only you only live once. Living living La Vida Loca. Love it. Love it. Well, final tiebreaker is on a man who's having his birthday this week as well. And he's um, possibly going to be on the bench for Millwall when we play them, because um, that's currently his role now. But Bartosz Bielkowski, the Polish keeper, the man with another great beard, mm-hmm. how many clean sheets did he keep in 178 games for town? So, was that if you can get a bang on, you are Ooh. champion of the front this week. Um, but of course, very, very tricky to get a bang on, definitely. Yeah. With this I question. mean, player of the year, three years in a row, but then he was a good goalkeeper, of course, did um, some unbelievable saves. But he also was part of a team, definitely in these later time at town, where we were rubbish and relegation. And yeah. Yeah. Well, we weren't like rubbish, rubbish, but we weren't great, were we, sometimes? Um, definitely defensively, even though, yeah, even though we had the Mick McCarthy teams where it used to be like one nil, job done, or nil nil, ah, every point's a prisoner. But uh, did he get how many clean sheets? 178 games. Bono, what, what do you reckon? What as was a, has a little thinky think? I've written mine down as well. Oh, I've written a random number down, so it's fine. Bono, you can quickly, quickly yours, sir, <laughs> and we'll, we'll have a little drum roll for Waza. Well, it's a great question, and it's one I thank you for asking me. I think it's 47. Ooh, okay. 47. Okay. What's up? What do you reckon, my friend? I've gone 57. Oh, 57. So we're 10 apart. 10 apart. The correct answer is not Wazza's, and it's not Bono's. 41 is the correct answer. <laughs> There we, go. there we go. So, Bono, you have won this week, but a good effort from Waza. As always, a speech from the winner. Um, thanks, boys. It's been really, really enjoyable, and it's been great being back on this fantastic podcast that we have here. Um, I want to dedicate this to my friend Nick in Switzerland out there in his, in his uh, luxury canton out there. So, Nick, this is for you. Uh, I hope you're listening. And, um Yeah. <laughs> Nick came to the last game of the season and met a few of the boys. He's a good old boy. I used to go with him and his brother to the Anglo-Italian Cup games. Love it. Back in the day. When we saw... Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Go on. One of these days. I want to do... Maybe and this could be stolen out from somebody. You never know. I love to do like a, a mini documentary on those games, like maybe, and go to maybe those grounds, you know, in, in Italy and sort of do like a... Anglia Italian Cup sort of like throwback sort of thing. I can imagine you going to Heathy saying, Big Dog, I've got an idea. Me and, I don't know, Tony Southgate or another close personal friend, you can, we're going to go to Italy and we're going to go, we're going to visit Salernitana, Brescia, uh, Ancona, and um, who's the other team? I can't remember the other team. Uh, Reggiana, yeah, 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 Reggiana. Because we did it for two seasons, I think, did we do it two seasons, 93, 94, and 94, 95? Because we lost against Port Vale, didn't we? 
at, at home, which kind of blows the whole never lost at home thing. Yeah, yeah don't we won't mention the Anglo Italian Cup because it's no. it's not really it's not really a proper competition. But when you were when you're like twelve or thirteen, like I was, and you're in the family enclosure, and you go with this go with all your mates on a school night under the lights. I remember it's funny when we played Salernitana. The week before, I think they beat AC Milan in the Coppa Italia. And then we beat them. And what does that mean? Ipswich Town are better than AC Milan. Um, <laughs> it was it was brilliant. Um, I didn't know this at the time, but I witnessed um, Andrea Pirlo make his debut. And also his manager was Carlo Ancelotti. Um, and I've still got my autograph book. I've got Igor Simiotenkov, who was with Russia at the 94 World Cup in the United States. So... Oh, it was it was fantastic, and there's I think I think there is an article in East Anglian, um, which followed some people out to Italy, and I think there's some stories about sheep shanks buying everybody a beer in Brescia, Possibly. or or Foggia, somewhere like that. I love Italian football. I grew up with football Italia and James Richardson, and yeah. with his pink newspaper yeah. and espresso. That's what you need to do. You need you need to recreate all that, Ross. But I'll. I'll come with you. I'll bunk come off work me. for a week. Yeah. We'll do yeah. it. But now, watch this space. Maybe Sutton I can work on, we can work on, and um, let us know if you if you like to see that sort of stuff. Well, boys, it's been another great pods. Uh, we're over an hour now, but hopefully this will get you ready for your week ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, was uh, great to have you back. Any other business from yourself, my friend? Um, just to say that uh, the ITFC Foundation have been doing some really good work recently. Um on Tuesday night, we uh, had a game down on the sort of side pitches at Portman Road um, for the LGBT uh, Q plus community and allies, which I think was a really good evening and um, nice to see uh, the club sort of getting throwing their weight behind uh, that sort of thing, especially during Pride Month. Um, it was really nice um, at the end of the session. There was a, a sort of 17-year-old lad that was playing and he said that was the first time he'd felt sort of accepted in a football setting. So, you know, I think it just, again, it's just, um, you know, a really nice thing for the club to do. And, you know, hopefully everyone sort of feels welcome coming down to watch watch Ipswich Town come, come August because, you know, we are an inclusive club. We're a community club and we want everyone to, to feel like they're, they have a home uh, down at Portman Road, so um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that's uh, some a small thing that can go a long way. Definitely, mate. Yeah, great to mention that. And of course, shout out to Francine <coughs> at Rainbow Tractors. Great work they do there, and great the foundation. The foundation have been doing some great stuff, definitely since it's been relaunched. And every every time, I just hear great stories, and it's just it's great to hear. So, uh, thanks for mentioning that, Wazza. Uh, any other it business was... before you make your leave? Yeah, no, it was. Um... Just a, just a really nice evening. Um, it's every Tuesday, 6 till 7. So I think it's pretty much an open gate. So, Bring on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I the, mentioned Pirlo, he's my favourite ever player. And I'd like to say that I was just as good on that pitch on Tuesday night. But I was probably more, you know, Jack Ainsley than Andrea Pirlo. But, you know. Oh, poor Jack. Poor Jack. <laughs> he, was, he was on holiday, so he missed the Felix Day game. He did. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. But um, yeah, good, good shout out there. Uh, so yeah, Tuesday six seven is that Porton Road, the Porton Road pitch? Yeah, on the side where the fan zone is. Nice one. Good, good, yeah. good. Nice one. Uh, Bono, over to you, my friend. Any other business? No, not not really. Obviously, echo what Matt said um, about the foundation, all the work they're doing. But no, it's just yeah, football's back, baby. Kits, squad numbers, signings. The new plastic slash real grass pitch. I tried to have a little peek in Planet Blue, but they taped they taped the curtains shut because I think somebody had moved the chairs and had a little. But um, yeah, it's all yeah. That excitement is starting to grow, isn't it? Indeed, my friend. Indeed. Well, Bono, was up. Thanks for joining me. Thanks everyone for listening. Time to do. My outro, normally it's a shambles, so bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. I won't go on too much. Uh, of course, shout out to our sponsors, uh, Manscaped, use the code KOA. You get 20% off and free delivery. And, of course, Ginger Pickle. Shout out to Tony Southgate and the team. SEO needs, Google ads, marketing, all that sort of stuff. They're 
the ginger pickle that you want your pickle gingered. So check them out. And as always, follow us on all our socials. Bono was his social. Kings of Anglia on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and all that sort of stuff. Um, of course, the Blues have uh, got another preseason game, as I've always mentioned earlier, as they head down the market to take on Maidenhead United before they head off to Austria for training and all that sort of stuff. I hope you all have a good week. We'll be back for another flagship podcast in the week. Heafy's back, so he'll be back in the host chair. Um, But once again, thanks for listening. Bye for now.